You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for another episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening or watching us, we want to make sure that you are subscribed. So hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, share, comment, do all of the things. Um, If you're listening to us on Apple and Spotify, be sure to follow us there and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, share this video, and um, definitely stay tuned for our podcast journey. And to all of our new listeners, uh, we just want to say thank you so much for choosing to listen to the God Life Culture podcast. Yes, choosing to listen, choosing to share, choosing to watch us. Yeah. Um, All great things and things that we appreciate because it just allows us to reach a broader and broader audience. One of the things that we've been doing lately as past the the last couple of episodes is including a music feature in our, in the top of our episodes. Yeah. So today we have a music feature. Would you go ahead and share that with us? Yeah. So this week's music feature is Taya by Taya and mm. uh she you may know her from Hillsong right she's the you know the one that sings Oceans and all mm-hmm. the great Hillsong songs that we love but this is her first album where it's just her a yeah. solo album um and it's self-titled titled Taya right mm-hmm. and um I love it it's 14 tracks and I think it's so different than what she has done in the past with Hillsong uh it's like a different vibe and you know totally different feel but you know she talked on social media about how this was a project she was putting together um in 2020 Mm. right right when everything shut down and most of this you know project was written and kind of put together through zoom right um but she closes out this you know statement basically saying that uh she prays she says i pray that my album every second of those 60 minutes we have together would urge you to ask who is jesus christ to me what has he said and will I go even in mystery up to the mountain to worship? And she explains that the backdrop of her album is that moment where Abraham had to go up to sacrifice his son. Right. And talks about how that was, you know, one of the first biblical, you know, examples of worship, of obedience to God. So definitely go and check out Taya's new album, Taya. And, um, you know, she has some great songs on there. Lover of My Soul is one of my favorites for all of my life. Getaway is another great song. So be sure to check out her album and let us know what you think. Yeah. So today's episode is kind of like a random episode. We are just going to do a bunch of different questions and stuff like that. I think especially with a lot of the things that are happening currently um in the world sometimes you kind of need a break yeah you kind of need just something to that isn't as heavy isn't as intense it's not us you know giving advice on 12 things to do right or 12 things that this one is doing wrong or anything like that but it's just more of a conversation of just like general questions and interest and things that you usually do with like a friend like maybe you're on a road trip or you guys are like sitting around having dinner and you know there's always that one friend 
who always has a random thought or a random question, a random something that then goes ahead and ignites this full-blown conversation. And it usually has a domino effect because then that question leads to another question. And then you 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 look at the clock and it's been like four hours later and you guys yeah. are just still there talking about like random things. Um, so today we're just looking to do that. Yeah, so like a real chill. To our Q and A episode, right? <laughs> yes, We're gonna make it sound so formal and planned, right? So, um, we have just some questions. You ready to get into it? Yes. So I'll go first. You so can. I'll ask you first. Yeah, I'll let you go. All right. So when it comes to the idea of gifts, we're gonna start there. Right? Okay. So, do you, to you, does it matter um, how a gift is wrapped, or is it only the actual gift that matters? So this uh-huh. could be the card from, you know, if it's just mm-hmm. a gift card, let's say, is mm-hmm. it, you know, the card, the envelope, the bag, the wrapping, the yeah. bows, the card, everything. Mm-hmm. Does that matter or just what's inside the gift? To me, personally, to it matters. Like, I think what that, matters? that it be wrapped up and presented well. Um, and I think just because it sets a pretense of like thoughtfulness. I think that, you know, if you are giving someone a gift and it's in a plastic shopping bag or it's in a paper bag or it's in like a whatever, or maybe even you got a party bag from the 99 cent store and just thrown in there. It doesn't even have like tissue paper. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of like I'm already disappointed and I haven't even opened it yet. Um, you know, and I kind of think that there, you know, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be a hologram pops out, you know, on Instagram, right, right. you see all the time where it's like those boxes that you open it and then butterflies shoot at your face and confetti is, I don't need all of that. Um, and I, and I also think it's important because I like to present good gifts. Yeah. Like even though it's a pair of socks, but I want to make sure it's wrapped up nicely. I wrap up all the gifts. I wrap up our Christmas gifts. I wrap up our birthday presents. Like I'm the rapper in the family in more ways than one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's because of the fact that I take the time to do that. I expect that in return because I just think it, it it makes it feel thoughtful versus it just be. And it could be you could have given me a, a MacBook or you could have given me two tickets to Hawaii. Yeah, I'll be excited about it. But for the two seconds or the minute before I open the gift, I'm like, what is this? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely the type that everything matters, right? So like you said, I think it expresses some thoughtfulness. It expresses that this wasn't a last-minute thing. And if it was a last-minute thing, like, whoa, good job that you were able to do all of this and make it look this way. Um, But I think presentation matters. But I was going to agree with you that um, I think because you put in effort and you put in your 100% to giving gifts, Mm -hmm. that's why kind of you expect it in return. And I'm wondering, you know, if individuals out there who kind of – don't really put that much energy into things, right? Because mm-hmm. I've definitely have gotten gifts from individuals where it's not wrapped and it's just like, oh man, didn't have time to wrap it here, right? I've gotten, um, instead of like a gift card in a card, it's mm-hmm. just been like, oh, I totally didn't have time to go in here, but here's the gift card, right? And it's like, that makes you feel a little weird. It's awkward. <laughs> it's just like, okay, right? Yeah. But they, it may not matter to them, right? They yes. could be the individual that to them, you could just give them, you know, the $50 cash and, and that's it. They're yeah, good. Yeah. They put it in their pocket. They're done, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, um, I like the whole experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where, yes, I think the way you wrap it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you tape it, I think, matters. Yeah. Um, and are you the person that likes to open your gifts in front of people? Absolutely not. Yes, I'm not either. So it's like one of those things where I feel like I am very expressive in my face and mm-hmm. I it is difficult for me to hide certain things. So mm-hmm. I feel like if there was a gift that 
it wasn't like exactly what I wanted or exactly mm. what I expect or just kind of like, you know, one of those awkward gifts that you're yeah. like, yay, I don't really do this. Like, you know, I don't go fishing and I have now like, mm. you know, a fishing hook a or fishing, something, <laughs> a fishing you know? Yeah. It's almost like, uh, but like, I also feel that I, I, I am I agree with you on that as well. But I also think that even if I did like it, then I worry that it wasn't genuine enough and that it didn't show gratitude oh okay um, so it's kind of like that idea of i just don't know what to do i you don't, don't know like how the to attention. react yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like thank you i'll open it alone right you know and then i'll go through emotions by myself and by send you a message <laughs> regardless of what my emotions yes. were i will be sending you a thank you note yes. or something like that uh, yeah. but i also think that i'm the type of person that even with like birthday cards or like cards in general i will sit in that aisle and go through them mm-hmm. and look at them and read them uh, just because I want to, like, I feel like it should be personal. Yeah. Like it should mean something, even though, you know, nine times out of 10 people don't sit down and read cards. They're just like looking to see if it has money. If it doesn't, they kind of like, chuck not it. everyone. Uh, not okay. Not everyone. Six out of 10 people. Right, right. So. <laughs> but, uh, but I like to take the time to see yeah. if it's a message that I genuinely feel applies to them. If it's something that's personal, whether it looks like them, whether it has some type of design that is something that they're interested in if it's their favorite color like i'm just like always thinking about like things like that um you know because i i don't know i like the details i like gift gifting gift mm. giving like that's one of the things i do like to do um you know and i just think it it, it, it matters to like yeah. pay attention to those little things I'm not the person that spends so long on getting the card because mm-hmm. I'm more of the person that will sit there and write in the card. Yes. So I don't mind if the card doesn't really encompass everything I wanted to say, mm-hmm. right? Because I already know that I'm going to sit there and write a whole letter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and I am the one that saves cards from individuals that, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I care about and that, you know, there's mm-hmm. substance in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm the one that definitely sits there and reads through all the cards and you know, people more of not like so much what the card says, Mm -hmm. right. But more of the handwritten notes that people leave. But my dad is one that he will be in the aisle of cards Uh. and he will be there for a good 45 minutes reading cards, looking at card, like all of them, you know? So there, there are those individuals that again, even up to the card and what it says is super important. Yeah. I think it's important. Like, here's another question. And I think that we're, we're talking about like gifts and it looking presentable and looking nice and i think that it attributes to this thing that is like alluring or beautiful so why do humans find things other than humans beautiful how does it help us so other than like looking at someone and thinking that they're attractive like why is it that we can find other things as beautiful in the world and why does that benefit us or does it maybe you think it's a waste of time i just need some clarification are you talking about why we think humans are beautiful no things outside of humans. outside of humans so objects and things could be objects scenery things moments yeah i think like anything i think it triggers like something in you like a moment a memory Mm. a thought right so like for me i had this conversation a few weeks ago right like um with an amusement park so like disney to Mm. me i absolutely love disney right the amusement park right must be nice because (laughs) because to me it must be nice to like something. No, yeah. to be to have gone to, to Disney. Have gone, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things where as a child I went and I have so many great memories there. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see like something random from Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Or even just being older and seeing it, I was on, you know, um on YouTube or whatever, looking at videos and this family, like where they were vlogging their trip there yeah. and just seeing like their perspective 
on their trip and like the sceneries i was remembering when i was there mm-hmm. when i took a picture there when we went on that ride so like these structures and buildings and things like that to me are beautiful right yeah, like yeah, because it triggers mm-hmm. a memory in, in a good way and positive memory so i think when it comes to anything outside of humans right when we can say and look at something and think that it's beautiful mm-hmm. i think it captures your eye i think it speaks to you in one way or another mm-hmm. right um and I don't know. I think it's just a way of art or a way of nature or a way of just, you know, uh, just certain things just really speaking to you and kind of evoking a certain type of emotion yeah. you know, in you. Yeah, I think all of that, that you said is correct. And I think that then, you know, there's a whole like spiritual aspect of it as well, that, you know, when you see something beautiful, you see a moment happening that is beautiful. It kind of reminds you of like who God is and what he can do. And, you know, you may have be having a funky day or feeling a little bit down and you'll either like be in a moment where something beautiful happens. You witness something uh, that to you, it's a pick me up emotionally um, or even like sitting down like, at a, in a scenic view of something and just like, you know, and I, at my job, like we have the rooftop yeah. and then sometimes we just go, I go have lunch on the rooftop and just chilling and just looking at everything or whatever in the view, you know, sometimes it's calming and you, you know, it's, I, it's beautiful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's kind of like one of those things that it does something for yeah. you, like chemically or emotionally <laughs> or mentally, it does something right. for you that kind of like mellows you out sometimes or like yeah. gives you a pick me up um and i think that's why we can find things like that it's funny because the other day too my wife was telling me about this memory that i had forgotten about right but it was and now and correct me if i'm wrong because mm. i'm sure you're gonna remember this um when um your wife was in the hospital getting ready to give birth yeah. Oh, think, you're talking about the heartbeat? Was. Yes. Yes. And yes. Um, for some, I guess they had they were checking the baby's heartbeat and yeah. they played it out loud. Yes. And I vividly remember yes. hearing that heartbeat yes. and the emotions. Yes. I, I remember you, it made a big di- I almost cried. <laughs> and it wasn't even my kid, yes. right? But I remember just that moment in of itself yes. being like, that was beautiful. Yeah, like yeah, hearing yeah. that heartbeat, you know yes. what I mean? Um, so I already know I'm going to be the parent that is a mess at yeah, all yeah. of, you know, those all of moments. those situations. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I do think that, you know, life well, is why did you find that moment? Do you, do you, do you have an idea or comprehend why you found that moment to be what it was to you? You know, I think, um, so one, I definitely know that if it was a random individual, then mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had the same effect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was obviously the, you know, the people, right. Mm -hmm. You guys being you guys. Um, but I don't know. I just think that was also the first time Mm -hmm. I had really, I guess as an adult, because I remember when my brother, you know, was, uh, you know, my, I would go to like the appointments and stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I remember going and, and hearing, you know, his heartbeat and whatever, but I was a kid. I was like, yeah. you know, five, yeah, five, yeah. six. Um, so I don't know. I just think it was just super, just impactful to hear that and mm-hmm. just know like there's, that's a human and any <laughs> day now, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was, it was a nice, it was a nice moment. Yeah. And I think, yeah, those, those moments do happen. And I think that more often than not, they actually, you know, I think there's this whole thing with like beauty and emotions and stuff like that, where, um, people tend to like, Oh, you know, guys don't feel that way or guys won't get emotional that way. Or guys won't find things like that, uh, to be beautiful moments. And I'm like, listen, there are plenty of dads or like dudes in general, just like feeling emotional over situations. Yeah in general even like moments like that because it's kind of like you know it's, it's like it's those moments where it's like that's crazy mm-hmm. like just like that whole situation right now is really crazy and then you like because uh, especially with the whole baby thing it's kind of like you don't see them 
So it was like, it's easy. Like, yeah, I see the bump, but it was like, there's no, like, it's to connect that there's something there that's living, that's growing and stuff like that. No, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. It was, it was a funny, it was a funny, cool moment. Yeah. It was a cool yeah, moment. Definitely. All right. So next question, um, we're switching gears. So how do you like dun, dun, dun. to be comforted when you are upset, <laughs> sad, uh-huh. or stressed? How do I like to be comforted? That's a very intense question. It is. <laughs> uh, I think just like surface value, like just in general, um, that you, that, that I am acknowledged, like it, that it's acknowledged by whoever it is or whomever. It could be a group of people. Um, what was the question that I'm upset or feeling discouraged? When you're upset, when you're yeah. sad, how do you like so to So whatever that situation is, whenever I'm in a cloud or I'm in a funk or I'm feeling any type of negative something, I think it's important f- I feel comforted when it is acknowledged that I feel that way and it's okay to feel that way versus it being like, you know, like, why are you so, why you look like that? Or why are you upset? Or why are you this? Or why are you that? It's like, that's not helping. <laughs> it's kind of like, that's, that's just making me more upset or yeah. more annoyed or more whatever. So I think the first thing is just really like setting up the groundwork for being like acknowledging like, oh, okay, you're feeling so Why do you feel that way? Or whatever. I think that's important. Um, and then I don't know, just, it depends different people different different things um you know i think that in general as someone i think validation is really important you just be validating your emotions and then depending on who you are you know like like dude do you need a hug (laughs) like i don't know maybe i need a hug in that moment or something like that um or maybe i just need uh to be left alone sometimes Mm -hmm. that's also important as well to know when to walk away from someone and just be like all right I, i think you just need a moment but i just want you to know I'm here when you're ready. Like, it, yeah. it depends. It depends on every situation. Like, when it comes to you, like, what do you, what do you look for in those moments of needing to be, like, comforted? So, I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's more of I want the other person to be, like, to acknowledge and validate the fact, like, yeah. that what I'm feeling is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I want them to understand where I'm coming from. So, yes. it's like, this is why I feel that way. Yes, that's do important. Do you get yeah. that? Like, yeah. do you, do you see <laughs> You know what I mean? I think that's super yeah. um, important. And I think, um, you know, I've been on different sides of that. with, Like you said, with different groups of people, whether yeah. it's friends or, or family members where, you know, you want to be heard and understood. Yes. Right. And um, you just want to make sure people really feel mm-hmm. what it is, you know. Yeah. But it's, you know, weirdly enough, there's only, I guess, a handful of people that I really experience this with or expect this expect, with yeah, that's because very true. Um, I don't like for people to know I'm upset. Yes. I don't like for people to know that I'm sad or that mm. something is going on. So I think I hide that very well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not very much like a thing where I'm walking into a room and I'm like, you know, I want everyone here to know that I'm upset and they mm-hmm. better all come over here and comfort me and give me a hug. And, yeah. ask me, you know, it's more of, I'm going to put on my brave face. We're going to get mm. through this and we'll pick this up later. Um, but from the people that are in my circle, the people that know, or the people that, you know, I trust or that, you know, I, I care about and I know care about me. Um, it's like, I want that validation. I want you to understand Mm. where I'm coming from and not think that I'm, you know, crazy. Yeah. And I agree with that. I I think that for me, I, I think it's difficult because I think that I'm an individual who doesn't walk into the room wanting the attention like i'm the complete opposite of that i just think that unfortunately i generate energy <laughs> so whether it is my face or whatever it is or maybe i'm more like depending on the situation it could be a situation where i'm maybe always a little bit more hands-on and then all of a sudden i'm no longer 
as hands-on. Maybe I'm taking a step back or something like that. And I think, like, unfortunately, I have tells that kind of give off something is up. Yeah. Um, and I think that one of the most annoying things that I've experienced with that is where people take it personal. So, you know, I may be upset or I may be annoyed or I may be down. I may be whatever. And it's kind of like instead of the other people, um, sorry about that, instead of the other people like showing interest and like, hey, what's going on or whatever like that, it's more like, oh, what did I do now? Or it's more like, oh, OK, I'm, I'm, I'm offended that you're in a cloud. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, people are like really weird when right. it comes to, at least in my experience. I think that people are really weird and not understanding the importance of validating that someone is in need of comfort and they take it personal and then decide to create a narrative or decide to create a whole situation that wasn't even there to begin with. And then you have to pull yourself out of the funk to then become a therapist for them. And I've, oh, that is one of the most annoying things in the world where you're going through something and then some, all of a sudden that caused someone else to create a whole situation. And then now you got to put your own emotions to the side or your own situations to the side to then address them. Yeah. It's, it's, and that normally only happens, I think, with individuals who hold a strong leadership role. Which they, part? The idea of the other person then needing therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think those emotions and those feelings come about because you are the individual who is strong or you are mm. the individual who doesn't show that sign of weakness or in their mind, you know, that's not you. You wouldn't mm. act that way. You know, like that really can't be what he's feeling because that's not what he gives off. You mm. know what I mean? So I think that leaders, you know, sp in specific, I guess, have harder times and harder moments being human yeah right and just having that moment where other people kind of don't rob that from them and then make mm. it about them and then it's like okay i need to now put my emotions to the side to address you yeah, you know yeah. what i mean um so i think it's it's one of those things it's like that you know gift and curse where it's yeah. like you know you do have a certain amount of strength and a certain amount of you know energy to to continue right mm. but then at the same time that can backfire where then the individuals around you don't know how to handle when mm. you're not strong yeah you know i agree with that it, it's it's really a a topsy-turvy and trying to like really balance that out um i think especially especially when it comes to people who are often finding themselves in leadership positions or finding them not even maybe having the title but finding themselves as the person that people go to mm -hmm. to get things done or to give ideas or to whatever to, to be an executioner <laughs> in the positive way uh you know it's kind of like when you're not in an executioning spirit because you don't want to be executing anything uh it kind of throws them off and instead of them really like being generally invested in trying to bring you to a better place they they personalize it and i think that's that's a whole nother podcast episode to talk about noted <laughs> but switching gears uh kind of the same thing and in the same line of thought do you enjoy overcoming challenges or do you prefer things to be easy and why I've come to the understanding mm -hmm. that nothing will be easy. Mm. So I feel like I go into certain things expecting the challenge. Okay. Right. So, um, you know, something could as simple as just, you know, an idea I have in mind that I want to execute. Right. Um, I already kind of have in my mind, it's not going to be easy, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
So I, I begin to prepare for the challenges, prepare for the pushback, prepare for what could go wrong. Mm-hmm. What are things that may need to be fixed or talked about ahead of time? What are things that are going to need to change or how am I going to have to you know navigate the situation and go around this and go around that? Um, but overcoming the challenges, I definitely um, enjoy it when it's over, when it's overcome. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think looking back and being like, man, overcame that, you know, accomplished that, did that. That's a great feeling. Obviously, when you're in it, it's hard. You mm. know what I mean? To, to really see that and think about that. Um, but I think when things come easy, you know, because I'm, I'm sure there are things I can't think of right now that have come pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's always something difficult about that process or yeah. always something difficult that ends up coming about. Right. Yeah. So I don't really think, you know, anything really comes easy, mm. but I definitely think that when you overcome and learn to kind of navigate, enjoy the easy moments yeah. and then learn to navigate through the difficult moments. Once you overcome that, mm. that feeling of accomplishment and that feeling of persevering and that feeling of, you know, pushing through when it was really hard, um, is great. You know, and I think it's something that it's a it's something that you carry and it becomes, you know, your reference point for the next situation. You know what I mean? Where it's like, man, overcame that. I can definitely overcome this. You Mm -hmm. know, I went through that coming out of it. You know, I can definitely push through and overcome this next obstacle. I mean, I think that when it comes to me, it depends because, you know, we could look at challenges in different ways. I think that when you have a challenging objective. Like, you know, you want to accomplish something or you want to get something done or you want to put something together. I find those things to be enjoyable, you know, because I find like it's it, it's a it's a thing that keeps you busy. And is a thing where you're kind of like setting a goal up for yourself. Um, and those can be fun, you know, because the process can be fun and maybe it's a creative process behind it. Um, you know, the idea of like organizing and putting things together, like that's just the weird way my mind works. I find yeah. that to be fun. Um, but when you're put in challenging situations or when you're having a challenging season in your life, um, those are not fun. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that are not cute. Those are the ones that are not enjoyable in the middle of it uh, because they suck. Like that's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day, they're not enjoyable. That it's not fun. Um, you know, a lot of times you're kind of like um, navigating your situation with not all the pieces of the puzzle or without instructions or like without a clear thought and understanding of what it is that you have to do. Um, and you kind of find yourself really like just relying on God to be like, Lord, I need direction or Lord, I need instruction or Lord, I need an opening or I need a this or I need a that. Um, and, you know, depending on what that challenge is, there are times where that's like you prayed about that today and tomorrow it's like resolved or God has given you direction or instructions. Um, or it's like you've been praying about that for 43 years and yeah. you're still waiting, you know? So the, I think that's the whole challenging aspect of it. And it's kind of like you said, obviously after the fact, you know, you can throw a whole party cause you're like, yeah, it's amazing. It's great. I, you know, it was, but no, it, you know, it's kind of like, um, like you look at childbirth a lot of times, you know, like moms would talk about the fact that in the moment giving birth was not fun. That was not a fun challenge. Even like pregnancy sometimes is not a fun challenge because sometimes they have like really bad morning sickness or all day sickness and all these like complications that happen. But once that baby is born, it's like, oh, I got my prize. It's amazing. You know, so I, I kind of look at it from that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. All right. Let's see. Are you dun, dun, dun. a morning person mm. or a night owl? 
I think I can be both. I think that in the, I think just me as a person, I am usually up early. I'm up always early as a just randomly. <laughs> no matter. Like, I don't think I sleep past eight a.m. Mm. Um, nine never. I don't think I ever do. Mm. Um, unless it's like maybe we came from like a Wihilia or something and we got home at four in the morning. <laughs> but not even. Uh, but I also like tend to stay up late. Not mm. as often now. I think that back in the day I could really like be up really, really late. I think now, especially with them kids, they just like <laughs> it's a lot of work. You know, I find myself maybe falling asleep a lot earlier, but I like if something's happening, like if we're doing a game night or we're out like at a restaurant or we're out of this or that, a function, um, I'm not the type of person I'm like, it's eight o'clock. I'm ready to go to sleep. The only yeah. reason I would feel like that is if the function or the game night or the whatever isn't up to par, then it's kind of <laughs> like, this is whack. I need to go. Uh, but I think in general, I could be both. Like, I think that there's a possibility that there are people that are out there that are not either or. They can wake up early and they can party or be up pretty late at night. Um, and that's just natural to them. What do, what do you think? So I'm definitely not a morning person mm. at all. Um. I've never, I think, woken up before nine, like you said, <laughs> just because I uh, wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just out of like. You do it because oh, you have not, to go to work or you have to go I to I have this. to if yeah. I have something to do. I will sleep as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but now when it comes to like, so like mornings, like don't talk to me. Don't like mm. that type of it's very difficult to like get in that zone. Mm. But once I'm in the zone, I'm in the zone, mm. right? So, like, if I have something um, to do at 7 a.m., right, um, at 6.30 a.m., like, it's rough, 6.45 a.m., it's rough. But at 7 a.m., whatever I have to do starts, mm-hmm. I'm on. I'm a morning person all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Um, outside of that, absolutely not. <laughs> when it comes to being a night owl, I, I'm definitely more of a night person. Mm. I, I, I'll say that. Um, although, like, my wife probably listening is like uh, how because i can fall asleep in point two three seconds mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm also that person yeah i think that's but again when it comes to functions when it comes to doing things mm. at night definitely would love like i'd rather do something at night than in the daytime mm-hmm. you know what i mean um so yeah i just think i i even you know uh when i was in school like doing work and things like that i kind of i feel like we're able to, i was able to get more things done at night you know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. I just, I've always been that person. The morning, I could not get up early to do homework. Mm. You know, like I even, like now I have students who will say like they get up sometimes at five in the morning to that's do their weird. work. And, that's weird. Right. Do it right when you get home, kids. Yeah, no, like, no. So it's one of those things where, again, definitely night owl. Whenever there is something that I have to be up and awake and alert for, I will be. But mm. outside of that, if I could sleep till one o'clock in the afternoon and then live, after that till morning I could then never. that'll be that'll be good like i don't get headaches i definitely get headaches yeah not no i guess i mean my wife is exactly the same way my wife is the type of person who will i can take naps who can like sleep and it's not an issue like they wake up refreshed rejuvenated mm. like i'm like if i get more than eight hours of sleep 
I'm pretty much done for the day. Right. Like it's like headaches I, and stuff like that. I'm the good. one that's counting when I go to sleep how many hours I'm getting. <laughs> like I'm already so like by ten thirty, mm. I'm already like, you know, okay, I'm gonna get this. Like if yeah. I have nothing to do and nothing's really happening, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm already thinking like, all right, if I fall asleep by eleven, I'm gonna have like a good like little mm. like you know, counting yeah. down the hours. But I think you brought up the whole thing about like falling asleep quickly. I can knock out. Like, cause in my mind, I'm not tired. And I think that what happens is, <laughs> I think what happens is, is that like if we're watching a movie or like we're uh-huh. watching a show or something like that, I'm no longer on like busy mode. Right. So it's kind of like, it's now different. I'm like, it's like different. chilling and it's like kind of like just watching something. Yeah. So then my body's like, oh, okay, you're no longer busy. Shut down. It's kind of like, yeah. that's what happens. Now, and can you just fall asleep anywhere? So like you can be in with, with a group of people, but you're tired and there's a couch in the corner. You can just go and knock out. I could if I wanted to, because I like in the sense I, I would never, first of all, <laughs> but I could if I wanted to just because I'm thinking about growing up in the city and I would have to commute to school. So I would take like a 45 minute hour train, depending on like rush hour delays and stuff like that. I will knock out on that train for the 40 minutes in a packed subway car, not giving a hoot about anything. Right. And I would know to wake up. Like, my body mm. would know your stop is coming up. Like, yeah, wake no. up. Like, I'm not just, like, I can fall asleep in a car. Like, if I wanted to, I can shut down anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I could I, definitely fall asleep, like, in a car, like, yeah. you know, whatever. But um, for the most part, in public, I, w- I won't be able to. Like, I yeah. can be so tired, mm-hmm. and I won't be able to just knock out like that. Like, mm. I, I need to be by myself. But... I think that, uh, you know, I've definitely been around people who mm. like we could be at a restaurant like those late night, you know, services that would and happen. Out, and then like, we no. go out to eat afterwards um, and they're at the table literally like <laughs> not <Julie. laughs> out. I, I don't I don't get that. Like no, that I can't, I can't. do. F- dr- falling asleep while driving that I've, that, I, I've I never experienced that, that before. Yes, to me, no. I've always been like, how can someone really fall asleep while driving? Yes. Like, I've had to pull over, especially really? during when my wife and I were dating. You know, I lived in the city. She lived all the way out in Long Island in the boondocks. And it's like an hour commute. So it was like, you know, imagine we went to go see a Broadway show in the city. You know, it ended at whatever time it ended. Maybe we had dinner after. Then to come back and like, you know, it's kind of like sometimes it'll be really late. And I'm yeah. like, I have to drive home now and it's like sometimes i'll be like all right i'm gonna pull over or i'm just gonna like take a quick 20 minute nap first and then go because you i would feel it like i would feel my eyes closing sometimes i have like the windows down music blasting singing whatever to keep myself awake um where that which is weird like you know i I wouldn't experience that anywhere else yeah but driving and i think it's because of that it's that whole like Driving, like, obviously, you're, like, busy in the sense that, you know, you're paying attention to your surroundings. But especially driving alone is, like, really quiet. Mm-hmm. It's just you. So I think your body's like, yeah, you can go to sleep now on the highway. And it's like, no, you cannot. You better wake yeah. up. Yeah. So if you if you ever feel sleepy, pull over. My mind goes back to, like, all those, you know, with how, like, back in the day when we were young, all still in school, yeah. not able to drive. Um, there was this one individual, I'm not going to shout out his name, but he knows who he is. Right? Tom, used to no, always <laughs> used to always take us. And, yeah. you know, it, I mean, we had so it was some days where it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we were going in like Brooklyn one day, the next day we were going to Jersey. And, you know, this individual would take us mm-hmm. and would pick us all up at times if we weren't able to get dropped 
dropped off would then drop us all off. Mm. And I remember I at one point moved, you know, and I, mm. I moved to further, like out. further out east where mm. it was like an extra 35 minutes from like or 30 minutes from everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was just a lot, you know, but he I remember he was definitely the type to be like, all right, guys, I need a 15 minute power, uh, power nap would pull over mm. and we would all kind of like not me all the time. I was the one that was up like making sure in 15 minutes we hit the road again (laughs) but um definitely if you feel that way yeah you need to pull pull i'm out if i'm not if we're not dry if i'm not the driver and we're on like one of those road trips where we like drove to pennsylvania whatever and i'm sitting in the back i am out like that's i have no shame with that i'll be out all right moving forward i didn't think going back into the idea of challenges um and i want you to really think about this because I think there's an easy answer to this, which is like the generic one. Um, but I want you to think about it. So it goes, do you think that challenges you have faced over your life have made you a better or worse person? I'll read it again. Do you think, to buy you time, do you <laughs> think that the challenges you have faced over your life have made you a better or worse person? So I want to say my immediate response would want to be mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that's what it well, it's better or worse. To say. So for, which, oh, I'm sorry. For, for the for better, yes, right? The yeah, challenges yeah. have made me a better person, mm-hmm. right? I think that I can say that, and mm-hmm. that is true. Mm-hmm. But I I think that the process to become that better person because of certain challenges mm-hmm. is more difficult. So, mm-hmm. for example. I'm looking back. There are things I faced. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about just like diabetes. Right. That's that was a big challenge in my life. Still is. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I can say having that as a situation in my life, that's an area of, you know, struggle or weakness. Right. Um, has its obviously it's it's moments where it's upsetting. It's moments mm-hmm. where it reminds you that it's still there. It's mm-hmm. moments where you see it and it's just like it's affects it affects the effects that it has on you is not fun. Yeah. Right. But there's so many positives that have come out of that situation or so many mm-hmm. moments or things that I've learned of just of being, you know, having perseverance and pushing through literally when your body doesn't want you to or your body is telling you something else, having to really, you know, push through when you mm-hmm. don't feel like it. You know yeah. what I mean? But now I can say that that's the end result. But like mm-hmm. to get to that point, it's almost like there are days where it's really tough mm-hmm. and there are days where I wish it wasn't a thing. And there are mm-hmm. days where I don't want that. And there yeah. are days where, you know, it's, it's all consuming and takes over. So I think the, you know, the end result is always, you know what, that challenge, it did make me a better person. Mm-hmm. If you're focusing on the positive, yeah, you know, but it's also easy to focus on all the things that, that situation or that experience stripped from you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I could easily go back with that diabetes story and just think about all the things I probably wasn't able to do or mm-hmm. struggle doing things. I ha- can't eat things. I can't. And I can let that take over mm-hmm. where that won't let me be a better person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I and I think the same thing happens when it comes to just having certain experiences, right? Mm-hmm. You can have such negative experiences, you know, with individuals who can really, you know, break your heart and betray you or could really affect you in one way or another. You have the option in that moment to really live the rest of your life based off of those experiences and those emotions and feelings, or choose to see the positive, choose to see the flip side, Mm -hmm. choose to see, you know, the light in the midst of all of that and choose to be better. So I think it's, you know, can I think of, of moments or situations where challenges in my mind have made, you know, me maybe, 
um, react a certain way or respond mm. a certain way now. Yes, you know, but again, it's a choice to not allow that to affect those reactions and responses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it really comes down to a, to a choice where you will get it right sometimes and mm-hmm. other times you may not, right? Um, but ultimately, those challenges, uh, you want them to make you a better person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that I was thinking about for myself is that I think that perspective also plays a role in it. Um, you know, cause you look at someone who, um, maybe went through, like you picked up the, you put down the example of like, maybe like a breakup or like bad relationships or bad friendships. Like there was like this whole like mess that happened. Um, you know, and there's people that will go through that and then continue to be their bubbly self, continue to be like super mega friendly, continue to be like very like generous with their time and their energy and all that other stuff. And then it's other people that because of that experience will then choose to be more thoughtful or more, um, more selective with who they decide to spend time with and energy into and all that other stuff or whatever. Um, and somebody from the out, outside looking in we're like oh that's made you bitter mm-hmm. or that's made you more angry or that's made you less of a happy person you know and, and i say that because those are things that i've heard mm-hmm. people say about me um you know where i'm the i'm just the type of individual that through time i've just learned to be more selective with who i decide to waste or invest not waste spend invest uh, invest <laughs> <laughs> that went negative real quick. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> I invest energy in because right. there are times where you kind of have to invest time and energy in surface, like really not valuable energy with other people and stuff just because you like in crossing there's with them layers and stuff of, like that. Of friendships and um, relationships. You know, and yeah. then there's times where you can choose not to and it to me that's okay. But somebody looking back and be like uh, looking at it will be like, Oh, that's messed up. You know, you should yeah. invest time in someone who benefits you in no way, who isn't a good person, isn't doing anything productive for you or for even for their like, you know, like this yeah. I'm like, No, I don't want to. You know, and like I that, think so. that it's okay, even with those things mm-hmm. about being bitter, or resentful or all of that. You know what? There may be days where that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There may be moments where, yeah. I am acting that way. You know what I mean? But again, it's almost like the overall picture of choosing not to let those things overcome Mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? So I think whatever experience you go through, again, you have the choice. Now, is that saying that you're not going to feel those things Mm -hmm. or those experiences that happened still affect you negatively till this Mm -hmm. day? That doesn't mean it didn't make you a better person. Yes. But I also want to clarify, like I think the point that I was driving home is that because you've made those hard decisions or you, you've taken those stands does not mean it's negative. Like to someone from the outside that has no idea what you're thinking, how you're feeling, you know, what does that do to you and all that other stuff or what experience, what certain experiences made you feel would think it's a negative thing, but you sitting in that you feel peace. You feel joy, you feel happy, you feel great not entertaining certain things or not investing time and energy into certain things. Uh, but people from the outside will look at it as, oh, that, that, it's that mm-hmm. situation that made them like that. And it's kind of like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm good. So I think that, that's, I think that perspective can time, sometimes play a role in that as well. Um, and whether or not you decide to explain that to people and you want to waste that energy in that time, invest, sorry, uh, that energy in that time in kind of explaining that to everybody around you. If you want to, you can. But sometimes you have to be okay with the understanding that I did this. Like, whatever challenges I went through my my life made me experience certain things where I've had to make certain decisions. 
and I'm standing by those decisions because those decisions bring me peace. You may not understand those decisions. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. But to me, it'll make me it, it makes me a better person to make those decisions versus trying to do what everyone else thinks would be better. Yeah. You know, because that's for you. Like sometimes you have to have that moment of, no, this is for me in order yeah. for me to be able to work in order for me to be able to function in order for me to be emotionally available, mentally available for the people that I want to be available for, then I must take these stands with other things. Um, and you know, that's okay. And not everybody's going to get that because mm -hmm. there's some people that live through life, um, experiencing challenges and situations that kind of, you know, bring them or drag them through the ring or whatever the expression is, uh, but continue to allow those situations to happen for the, because of the idea that no, but I must be like this yeah. or whatever. Um, so I don't know that I don't even yeah. know if I answered the question no, I or I went on a completely <laughs> different tangent, but no, somebody needed to hear that. Yeah. It is okay. It is okay for you to make that stand. Like be, do whatever makes you happy and you know, will benefit you and the people that you find valuable and be for you. good for you. Yeah. And you know? be good for you. Because a lot of times the things that, can make us happy is not necessarily good true. in those moments true, you know true, because true. we could maybe want to let our emotions kind of take the best of us and yeah you know um but definitely i think you know the idea of challenges um it's all about perspective yes when you're in the middle of it um when you're going through it when you come on the other side mm -hmm. um when you feel a challenge is coming you yeah. know it's all about your perspective and i think that's a good note to uh you know, end this uh, episode in. And definitely, yeah. if you have any questions for us, yes. we want to hear them. We got a few questions um, from certain individuals on our social media. So definitely be sure to follow us on Facebook and on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. And if you have a question yes. or if you have a thought or something that you want to share with us and want our feedback on um, and our opinion on, definitely let us know. And we will have another Q&A episode real soon to talk about those things. Um, but stay subscribed, yes. stay tuned, uh, make sure you share this podcast. If you're listening and the podcast platform allows you to leave a rating, leave a review, yes. be sure to do that. It definitely helps put our podcast out there to more and more people. Absolutely. So thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.